bang, bang. Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. How, 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 how. Hey, hey. Welcome back to Keep Buzzing with Greg and Vince. I'm Greg. I'm Vince. And it's like we never left. Yeah. It's, uh, it was, seems like just yesterday that we were celebrating the Panthers and another Super Bowl. Wait. Nope. Nope. We were not. We did, definitely did not do that. Um, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Starting out hot. Please excuse my... Dear Aunt Sally. PEMDAS. <laughs> you missed me? So I nope. Um, so I thought I'd I'd, uh, I'd start off with a good bleep to start us off, you know, because it uh it kind of coincides with what an enjoyable all or nothing that was. Well, you probably also wanted to bleep after the forty five minutes of uh, uh, pre production meeting, we'll call it that we uh, had. Yeah, yeah, sure. Getting, that's yeah. that's a that's coming out in our documentary All or Nothing. Keep buzzing with Greg and Vince. Uh, by the way, that's um, season five. Sorry, uh, Amazon. I would just like to say I've been noticing a trend of some Panther podcasts popping up outside of ours in kind of little clusters, and I have to say, um, you all suck and don't know what you're talking about, <clears throat> and. We the, I don't like you very much. We were the OGs right here. There were no, fun fact, there were no podcasts about sports before we dropped ours. Fun fact, there were no Keep Buzzing podcasts before you and I. Yeah. So I hope your podcasts fail. Please continue to listen to Keep Buzzing. Hey, fun fact also, do you remember how we were apparently like supposed to be having our podcasts put on some website right. or something? Whatever happened to that? <laughs> <laughs> that guy went AWOL. Yeah, no, but yeah, that... That didn't happen. That didn't. Uh, that fell through. So right that there. was the nothing part. So here's the all part. I thoroughly enjoyed all or nothing. Yes. And even though it was super depressing, Ryan Khalil alone in a practice m- meeting room after God. the Saints' loss was soul crushing. Um, Olsen's first foot injury Olsen's was soul crushing. When he threw those gloves down yeah. and he was like, ever. I won't give you another bleep. I was just like, I feel you, Greg. From a Greg yeah. to a Greg, I feel you. And then him having to like hug his family and stuff. F man, like, F that. Yeah, hurt. that that was hard. Anybody then, else notice a little theme that was going on after the big sixty-three yard field goal? <laughs> Not that theme was. Graham Gano went back to being Graham Gano and completely it was funny. I texted uh, my brother-in-law and I was like, "This all or nothing is making me remember how how crap Graham Gano was after that game winner." He was such doo doo, and we joked about it. I remember. Yeah. He, I think you you're the one that originally said it. You were just like, "Now watch Graham proceed to miss like every kick from here on out." And sure enough, he went like four straight weeks of missing at least. Cost one us kick. the Lions game. Cost us the Seattle game. Yup. Like. It was without a doubt, and, and that's just that's just two right yeah. there. And honestly, and though, more. with Cam's shoulder the way it was, it wouldn't have ultimately it wouldn't have mattered. But it would have been a big difference between it would have stopped the bleeding in that season. But at the same because time, because you win the Lions game, Cam Cam did not deserve to lose the Lions or the Seattle Seattle game. He played out of his mind. Yeah. He deserved to lose Tampa Bay the second time, the Cleveland game. And then the Saints, the Saints game. game. But I mean, it was it was so sad. Um, yeah. One one thing that uh, how, how about we do this real quick? You tell me your favorite part of All or Nothing, and then I'll tell you mine. And then you tell me your least favorite part in All or Nothing, and then I'll tell you mine. So I don't know if it's my favorite, but the biggest takeaway I had was that I was actually surprised at how 
much respect I gained for Ron Rivera. Mm-hmm. Like I thought he came across very well, and not really in a, in a doctored way. Like I, I felt like the stuff where you would see his approach to the players. Like I loved the scene in one of the later episodes where he was really getting after the defense, and you could feel his passion, particularly for defensive football, right, coming through, and, and almost like to the level that he was embarrassed. Oh, of yeah. how bad the defense had been, and he he said something to the effect of like, "I'm a defensive coach. This is unacceptable." Oh, or something yeah, well, like that. and I I think that's that's completely understandable because that's that's how he got a head coaching gig yeah. is being known for his defense. Yeah. So for him to all of a sudden go from being one of the best defensive minds to having really our defense was trash yeah. last year. Yeah. So, um, and and I think. I also liked the peak, and I wish we had gotten more of it. It was in the last episode where a little bit we got into, like, the off-season mm-hmm. mm-hmm. in terms of the meeting with, you know, we got a little bit of the peak between the Tepper, Herney, and Rivera meeting, mm-hmm. which I'm sure for, you know, they're not going to— They gonna, can only show something. They're not going to air anything the Panthers don't want them to air right. at the end of the day. Right. Um, so we got a peek into that. We got a peek into the draft process in terms of, you know, hey, we're looking at— you know, briefly mentioned, but how Tepper said he always wanted to go in that room when he was in Pittsburgh and he was like, it was like Fort Knox couldn't get in. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I I really enjoyed, I always enjoy stuff like that with sports teams though. Yeah. Like it's, it's just, it's, it's cool to see, um, you know, the, the first all or nothing that I watched was the Cardinals one. And really I just watched the NFC title game episode. Oh, that, that, Watching that episode of the Cardinals one where they played us and, and watching the full episode and not just that the yeah. segment of the game and getting an idea of Bruce Arians and his coaching style, it made me so happy that Tampa Bay hired him because watching his coaching style and his preparation, talk about a coach that, in my opinion shows zero ability in adjusting to to like the reality of between different seasons. Yeah. He kept trying to compare and this may have just been for the Panthers, I don't know, but he kept trying to compare the 2014 Panthers to the 2015 Panthers. Kept trying to say it was the same team, it was the same quarterback. And I get it to a degree where you're trying to just like keep your players calm and prepare at a certain way, but at the same time you have to be realistic with the fact that the 2015 Panthers were nothing like the 2014 Panthers. No. Cam Newton was not 2014 Cam Newton. And yet he kept saying, we had these guys on the ropes last year. We had them. They, like, they were a lucky breakaway. This isn't the same team. Yeah. The team last year didn't go 15-1. and <clears throat> Yeah. So I, I think more the easiest answer, though, for what excited me the most about All or Nothing was just kind of made it feel like reminded me football's back. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, that's that's really what it was, is watching it, you know, kind of lends right into, you know, we got our first game tomorrow, which I'm not going to watch, but it's still the first preseason game. Not and the then, first Panthers preseason. Yeah, yeah, but, but the, the first, first NFL, just NFL yeah. preseason game. I might game flip it on just for the sake yeah. of flipping it on, yeah. but I'm not going to be like, ooh, 8 yeah. o'clock, right. Hall of Fame game. I'm not that obsessive uh-uh. with the, the NFL, but, yeah. you know, definitely next Thursday. For the Wait, first Vincent movie. Goodell is not that obsessed. <laughs> um, I told you not to tell anybody. Sorry. People are going to figure out that Bill is a ridiculous last name. I'm trying to make that work. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for myself, I think my favorite part was probably just watching 
cam in general of uh, it, it was one I, I mean aside from the whole season and everything but it was watching his interaction when Dante Jackson was having that little bit of a of a a head case moment I was, I was gonna say a rookie hothead moment where he got he got burned by Antonio Brown I mean I don't care what you say about him pushing off and everything Everybody pushes off. Well, every even, player, even does. if he did, and some of the players addressed it when it happened. Is like they're not gonna. Even if he they're did, never they're never gonna, gonna call it. it. They're not gonna call it. You have to just try to run as as fast as you can with them, and try to play defense. You can't get up and start complaining like you did. And I get Dante was upset with how he's portrayed, but at the same time, they showed multiple times that veterans and coaches were trying to talk to you about your mistakes you were making, and you kept ignoring them. Yeah. So that. So to me, though, my favorite back to my favorite part with Cam, actually, he's not on defense. He doesn't have any real reason to be over there, other than just being a teammate. And he kind of goes up and tries to get him to, to calm down. I really liked that. I liked maybe it was able to, to show a little bit more. He probably wouldn't have done that, you know, five six years ago, and he's doing that now. I, I feel like he really showed that he. He feels like this is his team. He he truly feels it, and yeah. that uh, to me it seemed it seemed to come across that way. I really wish that we could get some sort of just selfishly as a fan is like they have the NFL films cameras with them for you know teams for the season. And then you yeah. pay some sort of premium and you get that content. Not so much in this format where it's you know all or nothing. and They follow guys around, but it, yeah. at the very least, like the day of game, yeah, and they release that content. You know, and you could because I would absolutely pay for it to watch. Obviously, you don't re- re- release it during the season because that could give some legitimate insight. Right, right. I wouldn't teams, mind having but... like all the footage that you got and watching it in the off season. Hmm. Like I wouldn't mind watching all the footage that they have in the off season. Yeah. Of the NFL films. Yeah, like you like just for unedited. No, not not unedited, but you know. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you liked Panthers. <laughs> but I think it, it gives. It gives a good insight into appreciating Panthers XX the players unedited and... <laughs> NFL films. I've seen that film. Not great acting. <laughs> not not really believable. Did anybody order a taco? <laughs> they did have tacos. They did every Tuesday with yeah. helicopters and old people falling out. <laughs> right. So least favorite part, and then we'll try to get this through, the, through this. Because uh... I already know mine. You go for your okay. second thing. My least favorite part was I didn't like that they – there was basically nothing about Christian McCaffrey. And he had a great – like he had a he had a record-breaking year for Panthers for a Panthers running back. And there was the the really only thing they had on, on CMC the whole year. Oh, funny joke, CMC, and cool hurdle against the Bucks. Yeah. And, and that was it. And I mean, he was such a strong player and catalyst for the whole year. So that that was kind of my least favorite part. And yeah, my least favorite part. I mean, other than having to relive the memories of losing all those right, games, right, right, right. Um, I I guess for me was, and I get why, but how rushed the end of the season felt. Mm-hmm. Where. It felt like they gave Taylor Heineke a little bit of a moment, but they didn't give Kyle Allen 
a little bit of his No, moment. they glossed over week 17. I mean, 17. they just they showed them running out, and they showed them standing on the field, and it was like, all right, 33-19. And I get, from an interest standpoint, that game meant nothing. But I think you still, it would have been nice to see Kyle Allen, you know, handling that. And Yeah. Um, By the way, John Hamm, amazing narrator. Yeah, no, he was he was really good as the narrator. Um, I tell you when I would have wished they had all or nothing is how cool would it have been? It wasn't cool at the time, but how cool would it have been if they had been filming all or nothing when like, and I said this to Aaron when uh, like the riots happened and uh, seeing yeah. how the team had handled that internally, that would have yeah. been really really interesting yeah. to me because there really wasn't a lot of turmoil and obviously they didn't touch at all on Mm-mm. the stuff with Mm-mm. jerry richardson not that i expected them to no um and if they tried to i'm sure they ixnade that ixnade that yeah so and that is another part any show like this that that stinks but you understand it is that you're not gonna see certain things and right um you know i i think too my least favorite part was just watching the behind the scenes progression of cam and his shoulder went from when it started hurting and bothering him and like you could tell the looks on his faces Dude. and and okay his i just emotions. Rem- i just remembered my new least favorite moment so when it first happened tj watts hit on cam didn't bug me but watching it slow mode about a thousand times made me realize okay i'm not cool with that hit that was kind of a bogus hit because he totally ducked that crown of that helmet right into Cam's shoulder. <laughs> and I don't think he was aiming for the shoulder as much as he was aiming for that friggin' chin. Yeah. Because the only reason he hit the shoulder is because Cam's motions came down. I forgot my favorite moment. You okay. just reminded me. When uh, the Falcons player hit Cam in the head and Rivera, Rivera oh, immediately, threw, <laughs> immediately threw his headset off. Oh, it yeah. just went after oh, him. Yeah. And then how calm he was when the ref said, yeah, he's gone. And he was then, like, we agree with you, coach. He goes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. And then Cam's in the concussion tent, and he's like, well, he can come back in since it was a penalty, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so now all or nothing, good, good. Um, uh, I, who was who was your winner for all or nothing? Cam. Yeah, I I think I have mine. Is uh, I think Tepper was the winner for this show. I think the show painted him pretty nicely. It did. Yeah. Um, and I feel like he came across pretty well. I, I do think, dude, the videos from of, the booths when we were losing, I felt bad for Tepper. Yeah. Well, and. and I think when you are a sports fan, what do you ultimately want out of an owner? More than anything else, you want the owner to care. Uh, not, you like want the, to be a fan. You yeah, know, to like you want the feel owner that to want ups to win. and downs. Yeah. yeah, you don't want the owner to be completely apathetic. Loved that he was saying, "There's no reason we shouldn't have the best." Yeah. here in Carolina, and I yeah. was like, "Good." Well, good. and I liked his insight. You know, this is an A to A league, and yeah, in a salary cap league. Every single like it, every advantage, little advantage you can, take, you can get, yeah, take is yeah. a big thing. Um, and, I mean, the fact that the Charlotte 49ers weight room is a better quality than the Carolina Panthers weight room in terms of you know, just new and age, that's yeah. sad. Yeah. Like, it's it shouldn't be like that. No, and so I totally understand, and this kind of can lead to our next topic, I totally understand why Tepper is intent on... Like I have no problem with the whole practice facility and yeah, give South that. Carolina something. Like, I have no redheaded stepchild. I have no issue with that. I feel for the players because yeah, that's a dumb commute for them. Yeah, now why, they're gonna, why now would they're going to have to decide. Now for the guys that live in like South Charlotte, it's not a big deal. No, but you know, if you live in Uptown, that's 
Yeah. That's about a 25-minute commute. Yeah. Um, so we'll go into the next part. What are you most looking forward to this season? Because um, I have mine. So mine is the continued progress and development of DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. Yeah. I think... That's a good one. I mean, more from where he was at the beginning of the year to the end of the year was... You know, once he got he got he learned his lesson in that game where he fumbled um, a lot because I don't really remember there being a ton of fumbles after that. Yeah, he fumbled against the Saints. But but I remember, but it wasn't like it in the uh, what was it the Washington game where he fumbled twice, twice, and um, and then Samuel. A lot of talk I saw in the offseason was that he was really... North Turner saluted him on his route-running ability, and I saw there was a play he had with Bradbury as one-on-ones. Oh, he faked him out of shoes. By the way, Panther fans and football fans in general, please remember, do not overreact to training camp videos, Oh yeah. to preseason moments in games. Remember when uh, Buffalo played the Panthers and Kelvin Benjamin caught a touchdown? On the first drive. Where's Kelvin at now? <laughs> right. Turning down workouts to the Giants. Right. It, it's Which, why is he turning down a workout? Beyond me. I assume it's because he doesn't like Gettleman. He, maybe he's going the XFL. I don't know. But um, it's, uh, it, it's, I'm not overreacting or anything, but it, it was a very nice route. And watching those two develop, I mean, I between those two and McCaffrey... I really like Jarius, right? Yeah, as a, as a solid. I mean, Chris Hogan's a solid addition. I, Tory Smith. I mean, we all know what the what the end end thing is, right? It's it's two things that. Well, I'll, I'm I'm going to save some stuff, but yeah, more in Samuel, and then I'm going to see what you say, and then I'll add some stuff. So so my the thing I'm most excited for is really really like the the youth on defense Mm -hmm. that was one of my main concerns going into last year i think we talked about it was i think it was teppers too he kind of mentioned it on the show we we had and we can go back to the podcast before last year's podcast uh or the last year's um start of the the season last year and i i had said i was really worried about how old we were on defense especially you know we're relying on mario addison julius peppers and then mike adams and Thomas Davis, it's like, those are some old guys on defense we're hoping can hold up for the whole year. Mike Adams had a couple of nice little spots, like, but overall, he can't, he couldn't jump. He couldn't run with people. He wasn't the greatest tackler. Not a good ball hawk. He's just, he was out of his prime. And we, he was just holding over an, an area on the roster that we didn't really have anybody else for. Julius. Time started to catch up with him, and he just didn't have that great of a year. Mario Addison had what? I, I you saying peppers? I love the moment, the famous like when he grabbed. Oh yeah, um, Saquon, Saquon Barkley. Barkley. Yeah, and then like he's like, oh, I didn't get him. I didn't get him. And then he co- they say no penalty. It, he comes over to Luke, he, and he's, he's like, like yeah, yeah, I got, got him. him. <laughs> <laughs> and Luke said, "F that." Um, but uh, and then now this year, really excited about Brian Burns. Bruce Irvin is old as dirt, but that's a nice backup to have. Then you have the other rookie, uh, what's his name, Christian Miller I'm just ex- from Alabama. Yeah. I'm just excited to see a 3-4. Oh, yeah, 3-4 is going to be very exciting. I, I worry about the run defense because I will not forget the tweet where it said from, and I get this, this was this was minicamp, but still, it's it, it, it honestly, it scared me a bit because 
I try not to overreact to positive stuff, and I I usually take the negative stuff unless it's like super Cam serious. Newton down holding his knee. Yeah, like <laughs> I well, I, I I take the negative stuff usually much more seriously. And so it said, as exciting as the three as Burns was in the three four, he was equally um, he was equally concerning playing the run in the four three. Well, and the reason he fell is because he was known as exclusively like a pass pass rusher. rusher. And yeah, and that's so that that's the main thing I worry about our run defense because that was a big concern. But I, I think just overall, I'm most excited about the infusion of youth on defense. I'm excited to see this three four. I'm excited to see. Burns on one end. I'm excited to see Mario Addison on the other. Get a mix of Gerald McCoy um, and Don Terry Poe and Kyle Love and KK Short all rotating in that middle of that 3-4. That, that, that's, I think, going to be the best use of the D-tackle mix that we have. Gerald McCoy, I think, is is a much bigger signing than... Like as big of a signing as it was, I think it's going to be much bigger than we realize it is by the end of the year. Just having just that extra set of veteran legs. Yeah. I mean, he got. Dude had, I guess, for him a, a quote unquote downish year last year, and he still got voted by his peers as a top 100 player, and that's saying something. We don't need him to be peak Gerald McCoy. We need him to be good Gerald McCoy. Yeah. And if he can be good Gerald McCoy, and we have peak kk short and we have good don terry poe which my understanding is don terry poe is more of a three four nose tackle than he yeah. is a four three d tackle and then also kyle love is a solid backup vernon butler might as well just i thought he was gone is he i thought he was still on the roster yeah, i thought he was gone um we'll have to we'll have to review that but um i think I'm not even going to ask worries because I think there's two big worries, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. But for me, there's two obvious worries. Mm -hmm. One is the secondary still. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. And how that's going to hold up. And then the other would be um, Cam Newton's shoulder. Yeah. I mean, those are the things when you come in. Although, it looks like per videos on training camp that uh, Cam's changed his throwing motion. Yes. And, yes. you know, that could be a big thing because his throwing motion did kind of feel like a big windup. So he's still on the okay. He's still on the roster this year. Vernon yeah. Butler's still on the roster. I knew they declined his option. Yeah, but he, he may not be um, on after this year. Probably won't be. But, yeah, Cam's changed his throwing motion, which – and again – Cam, the first half of last year, was working really well with North Turner. And even e even later in the year, like the Seattle game, when his arm was yeah. killing him, he still managed to put up some great games. Cam also, I think, well, I think part of it too, I, and this is me just guessing now, is Cam was fighting through his shoulder injuries and they were still losing games. And I think it just kind of broke his will too a little bit. Um, just FYI, think about this from a... Just excitement standpoint. We almost beat the Seahawks, despite not only just because of Cam's shoulder limiting his throwing ability, but the defense knowing that Cam couldn't throw very far, and Cam still was putting up points yeah. on him. Like, <laughs> and well, yeah, and we almost won that game despite Cornelder having to play significant minutes. God, I remember watching. I was at that game, and when I saw Cornelder out there, I was like, "Welp." 
he's going to get it used and abused, and he did. And he definitely did. So um, no, I, I, it's still too early to try and do like a big prediction for what's going to happen this season. We have or to see. Like that. I mean, there could be, hopefully not. You know, knock on wood, kind of a thing. Yeah. But hope. I mean, there could be training camp injuries, cuts trades well, anything matt ryan drew Brees could get injured and that affects the whole division exactly like, it's it's there could be a crazy off the field incident that's yeah. happened to the panthers before yeah so it you really don't know until it gets closer to the season itself it's it i would say i wouldn't feel comfortable doing a a real season prediction until after no. it'll be either before the week, fourth preseason I was about game to say, or after because the fourth three. preseason game the starters aren't playing so. no they're not playing um, but i'm still watching yeah i think i don't know we're gonna try and record i think before the game next week or maybe even after the game yeah um but or just, during yeah just in case we aren't able to um biggest thing for me always in the first preseason game just want the starters to get a couple series and yep. nobody get hurt. Yep. I really it. don't start caring about how they look until the second and third games. Grease the wheels a little bit, have some fun, get out while you're having yep. fun. That's that's the goal of the first game for yep. me. I mean, I'm not that I and you like, want to oh, get backups a good, can get and hurt, you want to get a look at some of your rookies. I'll say yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah. Um, so real quick, last thing we have just a minute or two. Um, we'll finish with final thoughts on David Tepper in general and. What do you think about David Tepper's very recent, uh, I guess, announcement that he wants to have a new stadium built within 10 years? Yeah. So I totally get the new stadium because Bank of America is a a rougher stadium when you compare it to other NFL stadiums. It's about to be 25 years old. Um, I'm worried about how Tepper's going to get the money for it because I think he is a very shrewd and successful businessman and i don't fault him for that but i think he if he has people that will give him money for it he will go that route um i don't think he's leaving the carolinas but i think that you could see a situation where maybe they aren't in downtown charlotte which i think is a massive mistake um and as a fan it's not going to make me like oh i won't cheer for the panthers but it'll probably make it so i don't go to games um so I, I, it's something to keep an eye on. Um, you know, I, th- I I don't blame Tepper because that's the climates that governments have allowed sports to establish that you can hold cities up and and do that um, and, and essentially try and hold them ransom to get money. Um, I, I always felt like a retractable roof stadium makes sense because it, it allows you to have a diversity of events or a diverse set of events that that bank of america stadium doesn't allow you to have and i will ditto everything you said except for the retractable roof worries me just a little bit just just for the sole fact of i don't know about you but for me football is an outdoor sport Mm -hmm. domes are crap i hate domes i hate the thought of playing in a dome i really hope that no matter what it is we go with something similar to arizona where we still have natural grass at least yeah just from an injury standpoint there's so many more injuries sustained on turf than on grass yep um and also players every year vote bank of america stadiums playing field as one of their favorite fields to play on i think it's in the top five or top ten every year um just because the field's cupped up well it's a forgiving field. It's not. Uh, it's not known for being associated with with many major injuries the same way that yeah. playing in a dome is. The retractable roof is important to me for an event that you have a thunderstorm 
I see down here. You want? I honestly like the roo no roof, but the retractable roof is important for like a thunderstorm situation, but also concerts and yeah. Final Fours and you know events. Which of that can nature. I can can I just say Final Fours? Final Fours in a friggin' NFL stadium are the worst thing ever. I get it because they're trying to get as many people I, in there as possible. Camp, but at, from and they a, still sell out. From a pure though. basketball standpoint, it sucks. It it hurts the quality of the game from it a, does. Like, shot making and. Because players have said repeatedly, playing in these big stadiums is terrible. They hate it. Yeah. Could you imagine trying to play on a friggin' battleship? <laughs> that was the stupidest thing ever. Yeah, you Anyways. go from gyms to this, yeah. Anyways, so excited for the year. Excited to be back. Yeah, absolutely. So. It's it's good to have football back camp. I mean, you know. It, I can it's, feel it in my bones. Yeah, hopefully it's an exciting start as it was last year, but it remains exciting. So... We'll be back next week. Same exciting keep buzzing station. Same buzz time, same buzz channel. Yep. And to all the other podcasts, f*** off. Yeah. We were first, biz. Your heart never could yield to me.